What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the first podcast presented by scoutmygame.com. I'm your host, Christian Oblena. And today for my first guest ever, um, we have a head, the head coach of the prolific select AAU team coming out of prolific prep uh, high school uh, is Nick Sullivan. Uh, how you doing, sir? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so I know that it's your first year uh, as a head coach for the select team. And it's the first year of the AU team just in general, correct? Correct. Um, so go ahead and just explain like, you know, what's your role as a head coach for the AU team? You know, what's, um, how you kind of got that position and just kind of how you've been able to adjust to this new coaching role, especially with, you know, the pandemic and everything going on. Yeah. Yeah. So the select team was kind of, it was started last minute because obviously with COVID uh, in California, there's not a season till March 19th. So we kind of put together last minute trying to get, be able to have kids have some exposure play against top level talent. So we took kids from Sacramento, San Jose, the East Bay as well um, and took them all together and formed the prolific select team. So um, they can continue to play, get ready for the high school season in March, and then also be able to travel, get exposure, play against some of the top players in, um, in the nation. And uh, this is my second year at Prolific. So last year I coached, we have a post-grad team too. So kids, graduated seniors come in and play with our post-grad um, to get more exposure. You know, maybe they were a late bloomer. They had some great issues they needed to fix. Mm-hmm. So this is my s- second year. I did the post-grad last year, and this year I'm doing prolific select and uh, the post-grad. So it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> pretty bu- pretty busy, but it's yeah. been a lot of fun. Um, and then when that started, uh, there was already a consensus about, you know, basketball being pushed. Um, I know that... Um, you just were at the great Western showcase, uh, in Utah, um, last weekend. So how was, how was that? And I guess kind of give us like a timetable when actual like basketball operations started, especially with just COVID going around. Yeah. So the, the tournament in Utah was, was really fun. Um, it was, so we kind of put it together three weeks ago, like I was saying, we went and played against some really tough teams. We didn't play our best basketball, but we played against, um, you know, one of the top teams from Utah called JM Elite. We played against Wasatch Academy, played against Desert Pines um, from Nevada, Wasatch from Utah. And then we also played um, a team from Colorado that had a lot of really good players. So it was good for the guys to play basketball again. I know a lot Mm -hmm. of them haven't played for six months or five months. So, getting up and down and playing fives is a little bit sloppy, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun for those guys just because, you know, they won't get to be able to play their high school season until March. So I think the AAU path is becoming more and more popular at just at this time. Mm-hmm. So the kids can still be able to be in shape and um, get their reps playing. Right. Um, and then when you were, you know, picking up players and recruiting, um, I know that there's applications even for your, your AU team. Um, so is it more of like recruiting players and seeking them out to get them on the team? Or is it kind of a mix of more applications and, you know, a mix of applications and scouting? 
Yeah, so I think it's probably a good mix of both. We had we had some guys that we wanted in mind, you know, to mm-hmm. be on our team just because we'd have had prior relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was also some, you know, there was people filling out applications. So we kind of sifted through both. Um, and not everybody, we wanted everybody on this team. They're all really good players. But there was some of the kids that, you know, maybe didn't want to do it because of school or too much travel. So that's when the, you know, just having a wide net, be able to pick and choose kind of what players that we want on our team. Because there was, you know, a lot of interest to be on on this team with only, there's only 10 spots for this prolific select team. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so when it comes to like prolific prep, I know that's um, a different, you know, high school path and a different student athlete path um, than most normal high schools. You know, how would, how is the path through prolific prep and prolific select different um, than most high schools? Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a great question. So prolific prep, um, on this team right now, I think we have kids, we have kids from Senegal, from Guinea and Africa. We have Serbia, Turkey. I mm-hmm. think I'm missing maybe one <laughs> other, but these kids are all, we have one or two local kids, but everybody's coming in from around the United States and around the world and they go to school. So prolific selects, they go to school at a small college or sorry small high school called Napa Christian high school. Mm-hmm. And these that it differs a little bit from select because select are kids from Archbishop Mitty. There's kids from, um, right. Camp Alindo, kids from Clayton Valley. So all these kids still go to school at their own, their own high school. And then they travel and commute some of them up to an hour and a half from Stockton to come and play for the team. So it's more just like an AU where prolific is, you're getting your high school um, and you're playing, they play on the grind session too. So it's, it's a little bit different. We have the AU side and then the high school side, which is uh, prolific. Yeah. I know that um, one of your players, a miles bird um, is a player that I've written about and I totally rave about. Um, and I was trying to get him to get on the podcast, but you know, he's been, he, he replies and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I've been super busy. Um, so yeah. like, no problem. No problem. I, kn- I know how tough it is, you know, just balancing everything. Um, and I guess that's maybe the downside of being, you know, on an AU team, just with how busy and just how much hard work it takes. Um, yeah. And as an AU coach, you know, what is kind of like your role as in like getting these players to get, uh, you know, noticed by college coaches or just um, getting them ready as much for, um, you know, higher lev- levels of basketball. Cause I know there's, you have to be that kind of guy that, we'll push them to, you know, be their best, you know, be the best player they can be, but also, um, you know, you're also a coach that for high school kids who are going through other parts of their lives. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the biggest thing for exposure wise is so colleges cannot come in person until January 1st, but we we're pretty lucky because all the tournaments that we go to are all going to be live streamed. So I have coaches reaching out and through prolific, we've built a good base of coaches that are interested and kind of know the value of our program. So mm-hmm. guys reach out to reach out to me, reach out to our directors and other coaches and kind of get a feel for who might fit their program. So we have all of our games, all of our tournaments streamed. So that's going to help exposure wise until colleges yeah. can come 
in person. And then, yeah, just, just trying to get the guys ready for the next level. I have a lot of really talented players and um, just trying to build their understanding of the game um, and helping them ultimately improve on their skills. So a lot of us, a lot of the stuff that we're trying to do is get the kids ready to go, you know, scheme wise, whether that's in the pick and roll transition defense, mm-hmm. but also being able to come off a screen and shoot, being able to read out of the pick and roll, which pass to make, um, and getting them ready for the next level. Like we talked about, cause we have juniors and then we also have three to four seniors. So this is kind of their last go around before they get to, you know, division one, division two, whatever, wherever they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And then how do you like see with the whole basketball season changing, um, especially with high school, but AU kind of still has their own schedule. Um, do you think that kind of puts AU teams in a better position um, for scouting and recruiting for colleges or just higher levels of basketball? Or do you think it's just a better, you know, way overall, I guess? Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be super, it's going to be super interesting because come March, who even knows if there will be a season in California. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think there will be, but yeah, AU has traditionally been very strong recruiting wise, just because it's played in the summer and coaches most of the time will have their season off. So I think the high school season will be, uh, there was a new rule that passed that the high school season and the AU season can coexist. So in mm-hmm. March, kids can still go play with their AU, which is going to be extremely interesting. It's never really been done like that before, Mm. but I think AU has, um, it has a unique advantage of having tournaments all in a set place. So if you're a college and you want to go see three or four prospects, you can go to Las Vegas or Phoenix or wherever the tournament is. And where, if you're a high school, a lot of times you would have to go to individually high individual high schools. Right. And, uh, you don't get to have as much exposure and, or not exposure, but you don't get to see as many kids as you would want to. So I think in that regard, AU has a big hand up on high school basketball. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then like with, I know that I guess in the past, couple years, five, 10 years. I know AU has been in discussion in terms of um, what we just talked about with like, you know, getting them ready for collegiate basketball, NBA basketball or wherever. Um, I know that recently it's been just getting under a negative light just because of AU, the AU system in general, you know, these stars come up playing with each other, playing against each other, but also um, it may be catered to them a little too much to where, um, you know, maybe the, the techniques or like the little details aren't as important. And though, and so when they move up, they're not as polished or things like that. Um, so what are you trying to do to kind of, you know, change that narrative or kind of put a better light on the AU system? That's a, that's a great question. I think, like we were talking, like you said, there's a lot of bad habits that come out of AU at mm-hmm. times. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of video cameras, um, a lot of transition basketball, not really defending at the highest level. And that's, that's a broad generalization, but I think that that is true for a lot of AU. So at select one of the things that we're really trying to do, we have a, you know, myself and then also one of our assistants, 
our director of the program is Mark Phelps, who coached at University of Arizona um, and a couple other stops before that. So we're just trying to, you know, hold those guys to a higher standard defensively and offensively. Um, So I think a lot of it just comes down to accountability and honesty. And I think I'm really blessed to be able to coach kids that will let me coach them. So the kids that we have in are extremely coachable. And just being honest with them, like, hey, I don't think you gave the best effort on this. I don't think that closeout was very good. I don't think your rotation or there could have been an extra pass. So we're working through that. We're definitely not perfect, but just holding the kids accountable and being honest with them. And I think sometimes with AAU, the problem is if you are honest with a kid or do hold them accountable, um, it's become a little bit more it happens a little more frequently that kids will just leave the program. So I am very lucky to coach kids that, that, uh, that's not really the case. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no, definitely. Um, especially I know, um, you know, last year, you know, with Jalen green coming out of prolific prep, um, you know, he's going to be reaching, you know, that highest point of basketball very soon. Um, you know, what was it like, you know, coaching him and, um, do you see anyone else kind of in prolific that's, you know, almost like him or I guess could reach his level? Yeah. Jalen is, I've never really <laughs> been around a, a player with uh, that talent. And the thing that was, those things that were underrated about Jalen was his work ethic, his leadership um, and his competitive drive. So those are the things that, He's an extremely talented player, but those are the things that are going to push him to the next level, whether that's, you know, an all-star in the NBA or beyond that. But the kid works really hard. He's a good leader and he's super competitive. On this year's team, they have, they don't, we have a lot of really good players. Um, one, one person, a couple of people, we have some very good front court players. Nate Biddle, who's from Oregon. Um, Muhammad Gay, who is from Senegal. He's a junior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, Johan Treor, he's from France as a junior. We have a Dembona from Turkey as a junior. A uh, couple of juniors, Stefan, he's from Serbia. I don't know how to say his last name. <laughs> You'll get mad at me. And then Kamari Lane. So we, Issa Silva, yeah. point guard, we, we just have a ton of talent. Yeah. And these kids are all work really hard and compete at the highest level. So I wouldn't, would not be surprised if, all those kids that I mentioned, I'm probably forgetting one or two can get to the next level with the type of talent and the headspace that they're in all very good players. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, well, I want to thank you for, you know, hopping on this episode with me. Um, that's all the questions I have for you. Um, I appreciate your time. Um, and I wish you luck for the rest of the season. I know it's going to be a hard journey uh, with just with everything going on. Um, but I appreciate the time that you took with us. Yeah. Thanks Christian. I appreciate it, man. All right. Um, until next time, this has been episode of NorCal's got next tune in for next week's episode and checking out. Um, yeah. See y'all later.